So today I saved lots of frog spawn again. So I have 100,000 frog eggs all together in just one day. So follow to see this big army of frogs and daily updates. Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Speaking of Slate, we're going to share some really delicious <laughs> insider Slate goss. And by delicious, I mean disgusting. Absolutely foul. So a certain colleague of ours, whose name is definitely not Rachel Hampton, uh, <laughs> recently returned to the office for the first time in a long time. And she's back now, which means, you know, she opened up her desk for the first time and was like, hey, wonder what's in here. She's pulling out t-shirts, she's pulling out papers. And something else. This was my second desk clean out because I was just like, wonder what's in here. Oh, some union hats? Fun. Let me share this with my coworkers who haven't gotten a chance to get one. And <laughs> what was in the union hats and I bl- shirts? I feel like you're not delivering this correctly, which is you'd handed out the hats and shirts and I go, wait, <laughs> is that a maggot? <laughs> and I go, no fucking way. And then I look and it is indeed... <laughs> Maggot in the union shirt. I don't know. I can't quite get there with the 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 metaphor that that clearly is. But um, suffice to say that I immediately dumped everything out of my desk. And the prepackaged oatmeal is not safe, even though it's closed. And you thought that it would be safe because it's packaged. Um, no, life finds a way. <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. Okay, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> It found a way, and I can I can only respect it as I hose down my desk in bleach. <laughs> See, I told you, fun insidery Slate gossip. Mm-hmm, that's what you're missing. Subscribe to Slate Plus here in the Slate Brooklyn office. <laughs> <laughs> that's not actually what we're talking about on the show today, uh, mostly because I can't say the word maggots any more times before <laughs> feeling ill. Uh, on the show today, we're actually opening up the mailbag for an episode of Red Receipts. Read receipts. I want to see the receipts. It's been a while since we've opened the red receipts bag, so there could be you-know-what's in there. I hope none of you mailed us maggots. <laughs> uh, to our knowledge, nobody did. And instead, what we've got are great questions from our listeners about all things internet. We have questions about, and this one's kind of gross, frog eggs, uh, something called vabbing, and uh, the one, the only, Christy Carlson Romano is back. I'm so excited for one of those things. Hey, Rachel, when did we go to the moon? Did we go to the moon? We'll be back to answer all of those questions after a quick break. All right, we are back. Um, First on our list, we're going to get the gross out of the way. Frog eggs? This question is from Twitter user at It's Beyblade. At It's Beyblade asks, I think there's someone on TikTok who rescued literally 1.4 million frog eggs, and now they're all hatching. They have nearly a million frogs hopping all over their yard. People are duetting them to explain this is ecologically disastrous. I'm living for it. But I can't parse the situation as a whole. And also, I have no idea if this is actually a trend or just some weird TikTok niche the algorithm has put me in. (laughs) You know who's also living for it? The The, frogs? The 1.4 million frogs! (laughs) 
but not the conservation biologist because this is indeed ecologically disastrous. Let's get into it. So this question is referring to the TikTok at Thin Frog. It's an account that launched in February of this year, and it features a person who purports that they're somewhere in the UK who found a puddle full of frog eggs, took them home with him, and then put them in a pond in their backyard that they built, all in an effort to build a frog army. This is Frogspawn. And for the past day, I've been saving them from drying up and moving them out of polluted places. And look at that little jiggle. I find it very satisfying. I feel they need to describe what is actually happening here. Imagine a hand dipping into some mucky water and coming up absolutely covered with little wriggling tadpoles. No, I will not imagine it. You cannot make me. You're right. It's America. I can't make you do anything. But <laughs> I, I feel the need to create this mental image because it is truly one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. So, Ed Thin Frog has been tracking the progress of the frog growth, which the has been exponential. It's led to a backyard filled with what I can only describe as the beginning scene of a biblical plague because <laughs> it is horrifying. Here's one of the most recent updates, which was back on June 21st. Take it away, Thin Frog. Someone told me one of the neighbors have left because I have one point for million tiny frogs. Well, at least I have frogs now because I was never allowed a pet frog when I was a kid. Next year, one will build a giant pond for 10 million plus frog eggs. The neighbor was correct, I would like to say. This is just disgusting. Sorry, natural selection's a real thing. What happens next? The very last update on the frog army came on July 3rd. Um, Turns out most of the frog army has escaped. The army is deserting, is from what I'm I'm understanding. I respect the frog impulse to escape the military industrial complex, but this seems bad. Oh, without a doubt. And it gets worse because at Thin Frog is now asking in the comments what they should make an army of next. The options are snakes, fish, newt. No! (laughs) No! (laughs) So you mentioned at the beginning that this is not just gross if you're not into things that hop, uh, but also potentially very bad environmentally. Why is that? Um, Well, I don't really know what environment can sustain 1.4 million frogs. But also, I'm not a biologist as we have. Not a lawyer, not a doctor, not a biologist. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. But you know who is? A TikToker who has the handle of I shit you not at Froggy Biologist. This TikTok comes from the end of May and they're explaining exactly why this frog relocation was a huge mistake and it's not just because it's disgusting. So this guy thinks he's building a frog army. A few days ago, I collected frog spawn out of a puddle drying up. I'm planning to create the biggest frog army. So right there, you already messed up by just going out there and randomly collecting frogs. You don't know if they're invasive species that you're trying to raise and build an army out of, which, again, is also kind of a big ego trip. This could also be a protected species that needs special permits to handle because they're rare and endangered. You could be messing things up. OK, I'm team froggy biologist already. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm in. Same. I mean, it again, one of the biblical plagues was frogs. So I really don't feel like there's much we need to explain about why this is wrong. Like, (laughs) did none of you see the most recent Jurassic Park movie? Did none of you watch The Prince of Egypt? 
What more do you need? Hans Zimmer's finest work. Oh my God. There can be miracles. Oh my God. That soundtrack is immaculate. Anyway, the Frog Army is actually incredibly not the only time this has happened in recent history. Rachel, would you like to attempt to say that sentence again in a way that is uh, (laughs) subject noun agreeing? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Incredibly, the Frog Army um, follows a similar incident. Did I ever think there could be a similar incident to a frog army? No. And yet. What other armies are there? Life finds a way. No. (laughs) Jeff, what other armies are out there? Um, In April, a TikTok user by the handle of at Arkslow decided to create what they call the Ladybug Raid. Frog Army Ladybug Great. Honestly, I will give it to these people. They're good at the branding. They are. And what Arkslow did or claimed to have done is release a hundred million ladybugs in Central Park. How do you prove that? That's why the claim is very important because I have no idea. Neither do fucking Frog General or Ladybug Admiral. They have no idea how many they've unleashed onto the environment. All they know is that it was it got them views and it worked. Okay, Dr. Malcolm, how many views are we talking? All right, so Frog General has 2 million followers. Ladybug Man racked up 42 million views on their most popular video. This, of course, means that in the comments of these videos, they have hinted, I would suggest, threatened to meet up. And God knows what'll happen then. Literally, God knows. I'm sure it's a part of the biblical plagues. Not a Ladybug Frog Alliance. It's like if the fucking street rats and the pigeons met up and decided to... Shh, don't give them any ideas. Oh, they've already had it. The only reason they're not it's currently the roaches coming... won't get on board. Exactly. In case you need us to spell it out, don't fucking <laughs> release millions of... Anything <laughs> into the wild. Unless it's like happy thoughts. But a conservation biologist interviewed by The Guardian said quite literally that the stunts made her cringe. And not just because it's gross, but because these TikTok users are actually hurting the animals they're releasing and she says that they're creating a vector for disease and invasive species and could even be driving the species into extinction and i don't know about everyone else but i've kind of had enough of like zoonotic illnesses (laughs) to answer your question at its beyblade if you go by the law of threes this is not a trend yet the yet Makes me want to cry. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Next week, we've got Locust. Locust Captain. <laughs> All righty. Well, that was disgusting, and I'm glad it's out of the way. Uh, next up, we have a significantly less slimy question. Skip or at Melange on Twitter sent us this message Who the hell is Young Gravy? Like, why did he and his fans just come out of nowhere? Anyway, I saw someone say he looks like a yossified Ed Sheeran, and now I can't unsee it. So please help. Why is TikTok obsessed with yossified Ed Sheeran? Okay, number one, at Melon Gay. Thank you so much for the phrase yossified Ed Sheeran. All right, Rachel, Young Gravy. Oh, God. Why Why am I explaining all the terrible things on this show? Okay, because Young Gravy's I'm not as bad. I'm older than you, and so I'm only familiar with Elder Gravy, and uh, that's not the question at of hand. Of course. Who could forget Elder Gravy? Um, Young Gravy is a white rapper. I I don't really feel like there's much more to say beyond that, but I will continue to say things. His most famous song is Mr. Clean. Gravy make a splash like Pippin. 
Shit, that's nothing. Splash. Everybody call me Big Pimpin'. No, I ain't bluffing. I'm with your mom in the kitchen. Making blueberry muffins. <laughs> Must be Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm here for the Mr. Sandman sample. Same, same. Great sample. And the thing is, it's a catchy beat. I'm not going to lie. Can I stop myself from doing a little head bob? No. And it's also certified platinum. That song Wait. is certified platinum. Yeah, that's that song is certified I'm gonna platinum. I'm going to assume the answer here is TikTok. SoundCloud. Mm. First blew up on SoundCloud in 2017. Mm. But Young Gravy has gotten a huge TikTok boost. I'm sure you're gonna recognize this next song. It's called Oops. Talking about talking about Tracy? No, 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 no. You mean like like Tracy with the ass? Tracy with the with the Honda? Shit. Well. Oops, baby. Fuck up on your bitch like oopsie. Baby. Okay. Yes, I I do in fact know that one. That one's been all over TikTok. It came out in 2020. So this is the kind of music that Young Gravy puts out. Young Gravy's real name is not Young Gravy. It's Matthew Raymond Howry, and he's 26 years old. He's actually born just a few days after me. Wow. Look at our respective lives. Anyway, Young Gravy's a bit of a satirist, as noted by the fact that his name is Young Gravy. He's he's very much in on the joke. You can tell by his music that he is not trying to be Eminem. He, I think, recognizes that he's a white rapper. You know, there's power in that. There is. Clearly, he's powerful. <laughs> his music's fun. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed both of those things you just played for me. He's also really, really good at TikTok, where he has like 5 million followers, I think, and has this long-running bit that is very much encouraged by him that he's an absolute MILF hunter, just fucking, fucking loves fucking, fucking moms. <laughs> okay, you guys wanted the long version? Well, here you go. Here's what's happening on Mom Talk. Young Gravy is single. Young Gravy is six foot eight. Young Gravy's in Birmingham. Looking for a mate. Where the moms? So back to the original question. Yes. The simping. Um, I mean, listen, it's, honestly pretty simple he's a decently attractive white guy with a not insignificant level of charisma there's something magnetic about him i'm thinking kind of in the model of jack harlow kind of funny kind of goofy very much is part of the joke and he's also over six foot and that's i think that's all it takes thanks gavel All right, case closed. We're going to take a quick break to file a paperwork with the courts. But when we come back, we've got Caristi Carlson Romano, not the real one. I think I've made that joke before, but she's still not coming on the show. (laughs) And we're back with Christy Carlson Romano, except, as we have said before, she's not actually here. What we do have is an email from listener Evan with... One of the best subject lines I think we've ever read. Yes. Uh, weird Instagram ad I got. And here's the voicemail he attached with it. Hey, I see why am I? I was scrolling through Instagram last week and I got a Pfizer ad advertising the booster shots that was hosted by Christy Carlson Romano, which, of course, she's all over the Internet these days. But when I looked at the ad, I noticed it said cameo in the top left corner. Did Pfizer just buy a cameo from her and make it an ad? I would love to hear what exactly is going on here. Evan, thank you so much. All right, Rachel, what's going on here? So the screenshot that Evan sent us features none other than CCR. He did not lie to us. If you don't know who Christy Carlson Romano is, she is a former Disney Channel star of Even Stevens fame and now currently YouTube fame. 
Wow, the Kim Possible erasure. But yes, continue. We had a great episode about her in October where we talked to Vanity Fair staff writer Chris Murphy about what it was like interviewing her. And he had a, he had a time, from what I understand. <laughs> Look, she's looking great. She's living her life. And apparently she's doing Pfizer Spawn through Cameo? Yes. Uh, Mad Libs, I'd never expected to happen, and yet here we here we are. In this screenshot that Evan sent us, which I believe is a screenshot of a video, you see CCR's face, and then next to her, her name, and then under her name, the Pfizer logo. The caption reads, first she taught us about the moon landing. Now, Christy Carlson Romano has something to say about COVID-19 vaccines and boosters. Hello, everybody. It's me, Christy Carlson Romano, the girl who taught you about the moon landing. Well, today I wanted to chat about something else. Did you know that getting your booster is the best way to prevent severe illness and hospitalization from COVID-19? Now this is the part where you imagine that I've just sang you all a wonderful song about how important boosters are and you remember it forever and you sing it to all your friends. I'm just here to remind you to get yours now. It only takes a couple of minutes. Have an amazing day and stay safe. We went to the moon in 1969, <laughs> not 1968, but the year. At- okay, she's not kidding. That song just wedged into the medulla oblongata or something. And she's also not wrong. Get your fucking booster. <laughs> Evan has pointed out a really fascinating expansion of Cameo's business here. It is so wild that this is happening. Cameo for the Uninformed is a platform where you can pay a celebrity like Christy Carlson Romano or like a real housewife or I actually think at some point you could pay somebody from the Trump administration any member of any season of cheer on Netflix yes to say pretty much anything you want they will send you a happy birthday message they will tell you yes girl get that promotion they will quit your job for you. I have seen someone use a Cameo to quit their job, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> Cameo was launched in 2016, and since then has become, I would say, the primary way that people cash in on their 10 minutes internet fame. Do you agree with that? I mean, yeah, and I usually I'm like, yes, get it. It is sort of interesting to me that the Cameo business model is expanding in this way because Cameo had a huge pandemic blow up when suddenly mm-hmm. like, all of us were trapped at home and the C-list of celebrities no longer mm-hmm. had any way to make money and didn't have A-list money to uh, hang out on. Uh, but the thing about Cameo that I'm thinking about watching this video is they recently um, let go of a large amount of what they called the Cameo Famio. Your employees are not your Famio. Uh, <laughs> so it's interesting to me to see the ways they're trying to diversify revenue streams over there. Yeah, so according to the website copy, Cameo for Business is all about... <clears throat> Unlocking the power of celebrity for high-performing creative solutions. I mean, if Christy Carlson Romano ends the pandemic... Oh, I'm here for reboot it. Reboot Kim Possible. Give her the Kim Possible reboot. Give her a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> but through Cameo Business, you and your small business, or Pfizer, uh, can create... <laughs> Scroll-stopping marketing videos. Scroll-stopping. Post next-level events and increase engagement with your customers and employees. Their solutions are fast, cost-effective, and give you access to 45,000-plus celebrities. That's This is wild to me because celebrity deals with brands and companies are usually something that involve, like, lawyers and accountants and other shit that me and Madison are not famously <laughs> biologists <laughs> all of the above right it's this is a good one right or at least one I agree with and doesn't make me like cringe celebrity endorsing a safe and effective mm-hmm. vaccine great 
not hard to imagine a world where a different celebrity is slinging for something else. I am just fascinated about what the celebrity end of this looks like. I'm sure they approve everything that comes their way, but are they actually kind of getting screwed in any way? And that brand deals, I would assume, usually come with more money than would come with the cameo. I don't know. I have to imagine the rates are different. At any rate, Evan, thank you for pointing this out. We can't picture any way in which this could possibly turn out badly. Nope. It's going to be great. Great, great society advancement. Next up, Kenny G performing at your next uh, work retreat. All right, Rachel, I have I have one for you. It's my turn. I'm so excited. I feel like I've just been unleashing terrible things into your life. <laughs> my turn. Oh, no. Repeat after me. No. Vabbing. What is that? <laughs> we're here and we're vabbing. Are we? No, we're not, but we are vabsplaining. Okay. That's V-A-B-B-I-N-G. Uh, shout out to at SVU Podcast who brought this nightmare trend into our feed. I also have questions about your username, but I also more it's importantly literally a podcast. questions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they actually brilliantly have conned us into doing free advertisement for their podcast. Brilliant. Okay, never mind. All right. So, Madison... What is vapping? Vagina dabbing. I know what those two words mean individually. I don't know if I can quite get to what they mean together. I mean, it might actually be better than what you're thinking, or maybe worse, I guess, depending on where your brain has gone. My brain isn't going anywhere. It's literally just (laughs) static right now. I cannot tell you how little I understand what's happening. It's just like some Muzak and Mm -hmm. a single tumbleweed like rolling through your head. And a question mark. (laughs) Excellent. Okay, so vabbing is using vaginal fluids as perfume. Something, something, pheromones, attraction, something, something. We're not biologists, as we've mentioned. Is this like when, what was that celebrity that sold a candle that smelled like their... What was that celebrity? Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. Anyway, if you want a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's... You can say it. (laughs) I've said it like seven times. (laughs) Vagina. (laughs) Go to goop.com. That's Uh, not sponsored. (laughs) Special thanks to Hannah Jackson over at The Cut, who kindly created a vabbing timeline, which saved me hours of my one, you know, precious life. There's enough information that it requires a timeline? Vabbing? Vabbing's been going on for years. No! So Jackson dates the origins back to a 2018 episode of the Secret Keepers Club podcast, which is a podcast hosted by comedians Carly Aquilino and Emma Willman. I want to read one email first and foremost that I got today on my way here. I was sitting on the train. Perfect timing. And the title is, This Podcast Changed My Sex Life. So in an early episode, you two told a story. And it was about a guy who used his balls sweat as cologne, which then then inspired another (laughs) listener to give the practice that would later be dubbed vabbing. Ago. Now, of course, I've told all my girlfriends about the story because I can't not tell everyone my business, especially when I think it's hilarious. And now they've it. all tried it slash started doing it and had similar experience with it. Now it's a thing and we've named it vabbing, vagina dabbing. What do you get out of this practice? Uh, There have been a couple more twists and turns in the Vabbing saga over the years. Most of them involve a podcast host named Sean Boudram, who self-describes as a, quote, intimacy expert and has written and spoken at length about Vabbing. You have not told me what this does yet. (laughs) What is the purpose of Vabbing? It's supposed to make you smell attractive. Wouldn't the pheromones already exist on your skin? I don't know. We're not biologists. God damn it. (laughs) 
So why is this a thing now if it's been around since 2018? Basically, what I'm asking is, why are you making me find out about this? Rachel, you know there's only one answer to that question on this podcast. It is, in fact, the Clock app, TikTok. So in June, at Old Loser in Brooklyn, whose real name <laughs> is Mandy Lee, posted a now-deleted TikTok hyping up vabbing. Basically, uh, the bend and snap is out, says Mandy Lee, and vabbing is in. If you vab, you will attract people like a day, a one night stand, or you'll just get free drinks all night. Elle Wood should have been teaching vabbing instead of the bend and snap. It's more effective. And you're just going to have to hear me out. Trust me. Get up there. Give them a swipe. You don't have to be like fresh out of the shower clean, but relatively clean. Dab, vab, behind the ears, on the wrists, maybe a little on the neck. I don't know what they're putting in pheromone perfume, but it can't replicate your own smell and your own personalized chemicals. Proceed with caution because it works. I mean, it has a 98% success rate of getting a man's attention. Why are we acting like getting a man's attention is that hard? <laughs> you know, great point, I Rachel. I don't think we need to do a little swipe to get a man's attention. All you <laughs> need to do is, like, be breathing. So I, You don't even really need to be doing that. Ew, Rachel. Listen, that's dark. Tinder has broken me. <laughs> so a little note, uh, The Cut talked to Dr. Jen Gunter, who is oh, a sex her. positive fave uh, of ours. Uh, and Dr. Gunter said you should skip hitting the VAB if you have hepatitis B because it can actually live on surfaces for a while. Good to know. The more you know. Thank you, Dr. Gunter. Does this work? I thought you'd never ask. Uh, science says probably not. But if it works for you, it's pretty harmless. So go forth. Just Wash your damn hands first and after. Also, wash your hands constantly. It's 2022. Please don't give yourself a UTI trying to attract a man. It's not <laughs> worth it. All right. I think that's enough on vabbing. It was enough five minutes ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, our final question comes from at Toby Barada, who writes, What happened to get Anne Frank benefiting from white privilege trending on Twitter? Nope. Nope. End of the episode. Not touching that with a 10-foot fucking pole. Nope. We're out. We're out. Toby, unfortunately, we are all out of time. Goodbye. Maybe Leave and Frank alone. Seriously, to everybody listening, do, in fact, be like Toby and continue to send us your most unhinged questions. Toby, thank you. We're sorry to put you on blast. We do truly appreciate every single one of you who uh, throws something wild into our mailbag. No maggots, though, please. All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It's the best way to never miss an episode, so never miss us digging deep into our mailbag to answer your most unhinged questions. Please leave a five-star rating and review at Apple or Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Tell your frog army about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us all your unhinged questions. You can also always email them to us at ICYMI at slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader, Rachel Hampton, and me, Madison Malone-Kircher. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of Audio. See you online. Or at the Frog Pond. Can't spell Young Gravy without you in it. What? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You're never allowed to make fun of me for a pun ever again. At least mine land. (laughs) 